welcome to the Christmas celebration. We're going to have a really, uh, I think, terrific time in store for us, and uh, it's going to be powerful. This morning, I want to I want to just share something as we introduce this. And let me just say, if you are a guest with us today, welcome to you as well. We do have a, some gifts for you in the back lobby, guest. If you'd stop by and and uh, see them, they'll get you connected. But we'd love to connect with you as well. But in Matthew chapter four, let me start here because it's you know it's a funny time that we live in, isn't it? And it's a funny time. Those of you watching at home know what I'm talking about. Those of us in the room, we know what I'm talking about. It's a funny time that we live in. And it's hard, I think, sometimes to think about celebrating Christmas with all the chaos going on in the world. You know, we're here to celebrate what we talk about joy. I'm going to talk about in a few moments that the fact that it's a wonderful life in Jesus. But, you know, I think for a lot of the world, it doesn't feel like a wonderful life. Feels like darkness. And it's kind of like what he says in Matthew chapter 4. If you'd put that up there, verse 15, he quotes from Isaiah. He says, Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, along the sea road by the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who live in darkness have seen a great light. And for those living in the shadow land of death, light has dawned. But I think a lot of the world, if you ask them, they, they feel like they're living in the shadow land of death. It feels like death all around them. It feels hopeless. It feels like chaos. And here we are saying, no, life is wonderful. Life is wonderful. But listen, we're living from a different place. The world is in darkness. The world is in gross darkness, great darkness. But we've got a great light within us. The light of the world, Jesus, came into this earth, and he's still the light of the world. Hey, that's good news today. There's good news The light of the world has come. He says this in John chapter one, talking about Jesus. He said, in the beginning was the word. In the very beginning, when God created the earth, he used the word. And he says later, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, the eternal word of God. He says this about him. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him. And apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Now listen to this. Life was in him. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. And I want you to know something today. No matter how much darkness there is in the world, the darkness cannot overcome the light. It's impossible. If you walk into a dark room today, maybe you have a child who's afraid of the dark and you walk in and you flip the light switch, the darkness has to go because the darkness can't stay where the light is. You've got the light in you. The world might feel like a dark place, but listen, when you let the light of Jesus shine through you, it expels the darkness. The light of the world is living in you today. Amen. The world is living in darkness, but there's a great light. So listen, so we can say like that. You remember that movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Remember that? I remember my grandfather, it was the year that he died. And he, he said, have you ever heard of this movie? It's a Wonderful Life. I said, of course, because I've been alive, you know, and I've been around at Christmas time. I've, yes, I've seen it multiple times. I've never heard of it. He was playing golf with someone and they said something. So he said, oh, I should check out the movie. He couldn't find the movie on. I don't know how that's possible, but he couldn't find the movie. He never got to see the movie. He lived 90 years 
and he never saw, it's a wonder, how do you do that? I don't know. But the, in the movie, you have a man who's just so depressed, remember? And he's going through life and he's saying, my, just, my life is, is hopeless. There's, no, there's been no point to my life. It's been a waste. I wanted to do this. And here I am just living in this little town and I never got to accomplish anything great. And he feels like his life was such a loss until the angel comes and shows him, no, you've had a wonderful life. You don't even know how many people you've touched. You don't know how many people you've impacted. And I think sometimes what we do is we get focused on the wrong thing. Listen, church, sometimes we're looking at the wrong, we're looking at the news and saying, oh, it's a terrible life. No, you're looking at the wrong source. Get your eyes on Jesus and you'll recognize, no, you know what? It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It's not that it doesn't matter. We love what we love people, we love the world. But listen, that does not affect my life in the sense that I can still have a wonderful life in Jesus. That world doesn't give me joy because it doesn't have any joy. Jesus is my joy. So I can have a wonderful life in him. We've been speaking about John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says the thief comes, but to steal and to kill and destroy. But I've come that you can have what? Life and life more abundant. That's a wonderful life. So we're gonna talk about this in a little bit. I want our, we, we, have a, we have some different things happening this morning. The worship team is gonna play for you. We've got a dance team. We've got the kids coming up to do some music. It's gonna be, it's gonna be terrific. But I wanna share this about the wonderful life in Jesus in just a few minutes. And so I want you to enjoy this this morning and just kind of worship together with us as they sing and, and do all this stuff in, in honor of the one who came and gave himself for us. So this morning, let me just kind of wrap this up here. I'll just take the next couple of minutes and share with you just a little bit why this is a wonderful life. You know, you heard from the, the students and the singing and all these things talking about Jesus. Let me tell you this. The night that Jesus was born, if you look at Luke chapter two for just a minute, in Luke chapter two, it tells the story. And we heard a little bit this morning, if you caught some of that as the, as the children read, but an angel showed up and spoke to some shepherds out in the country. It's amazing, isn't it, that God, God showed up in the flesh and who does he choose to reveal himself to? He goes to the shepherds. Why do he do that? They're not important people by the world's standards. They're just normal, everyday people. They didn't show up in the palace and, and tell the, the king that Jesus had been born. He didn't show up in some, in some important place and tell all the important people. He showed up to the shepherds. You know, it reminds me of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, brothers, you can put that on the screen. Brothers and sisters, consider who you were when God called you to salvation. Not many of you were wise scholars by human standards. Not many of you were in positions of power. Not many of you were considered elite when you answered God's call. But God shows those whom the world considers foolish to shame those who think they're wise. And God shows the puny and the powerless to shame the high and the mighty. He chose the lowly, the laughable in the world's eyes, the nobodies, so that he would shame the somebodies. For he chose what's regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent. So there's no place for boasting in God's presence. For it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God. 
as we are being joined to Jesus. Listen, God chose you, not because you were somebody, but because he, he saw you when you were nobody. And he said, I'm gonna make you somebody. I'm gonna give you Jesus. It's not because you deserved it. He came for each one of us because he loved us so much. So he sent his angels to those shepherds and they spoke these words in Luke chapter two. In verse nine, it says, the angel of the Lord stood over them. The glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. Listen, Jesus is still the good news. Jesus, the good news, he says, is good news of great joy. In spite of what's going on around us, Jesus is still the good news. He is still great joy because our joy is found in him, not, in, not from the world, as I mentioned earlier. We don't get our joy from the world. The world's got nothing to give. The world's got no joy to give us, but we find our joy in him. So he says, I tell you good news of great joy. That's for how many people? All people. It's for all people. But you know, the thing with God, listen, God did everything for us, but it's up to us to receive it. Just because he offered you salvation doesn't mean everybody's gonna receive it. But listen, he, it, he came for all. He came for all people. And he says to, to them, today, a savior who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a feeding trough. And then suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, now listen to this, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Now listen, this is for everybody, but we live in a world today that if you told people, hey, I've got good news of great joy, I don't think they believe you. They say, in fact, they'll be happy to tell you why they don't have any joy in their lives. They'll be happy to tell you how terrible things are for them. They'll be happy to tell you how difficult it's been, how frustrated they are with the state of the world. If you ask most people, they're not gonna say, I, 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 I think there's great joy in the world. They're not gonna believe you. But listen, we've got good news of great joy. I think most people in the world today, they're like the, the poet who wrote, I heard the bells on Christmas day. You remember the song? The man, he was in a difficult situation. His life hadn't gone quite the way he wanted it to. He might be like the guy in that movie, It's a Wonderful Life. He didn't feel like his life was too wonderful. In fact, one this is a long time ago, the 1800s, he woke up and, and his wife had somehow caught her clothes on fire. She maybe had been putting something in the fire, got a little too close, her clothes caught on fire. He woke up from a nap and saw his wife on fire. He tried to put her out. He suffered burns across his body and across his face, terrible burns, but he was too late. He didn't put out the flames as enough to save his wife. His wife died shortly after. It was a frustrating time. He had six children to raise. And as he raised these six children, one of them became of age and there was a war going on and his son went off to the war. And a short time later, he got a letter back, one of those letters. Your son has been injured in the battle. He may never walk again. He may not survive. And there he is that just before Christmas, he got that letter. And as he's walking down the street one morning, he hears 
the bells. He hears the Christmas bells ringing in the church and he thinks it's Christmas time, but he doesn't have much joy in his heart. And he begins to scratch down these words. He said, I heard the bells on Christmas day. Their old familiar carols play and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Those words the angels spoke so many years ago, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Listen, those words are still valid today. Those words still can ring in our hearts today, peace on earth, if you have Jesus in your heart. But this man, as he listened to those bells, he got just so frustrated in his heart. He's like a lot of the world. He thought, there's no peace on earth. Look at what's happened to my son. Look what happened to my wife. Look at the violence in the world. We could say that today. Look at all the things happening in this world. It's, it's red against blue. It's black against white. It's the different peoples against each other. Everybody's raising up against each other. There's no peace on earth. And he wrote the next part of the poem. He, he wrote, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. A lot of people could relate to that. Hate seems so strong. How can you say there's peace in this world when there's so much hate? But listen, the good news of great joy is still for us today. No matter what's going on around us, the good news of great joy that Jesus has come to this earth is still for us. And as he sat and listened to those words, listened, or listened to the bells, something began to rise up within him. He began to remember the words of scripture. And so Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote the last part of this poem. He said, then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Listen, it may seem like things are bad, but I want you to know something today. God's not dead. God's not sleeping. God sees what's going on. He knows what's going on in your life. You might be in a frustrating situation today. You might be facing something and it, you say, I don't have any peace in my heart. Listen, he's still the Prince of Peace. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. His name is still called the Prince of Peace today. So no matter what's going on around you, he's still the Prince of Peace in your heart, if you'll give your heart to him. Maybe you're like that guy, though, in that story. It's a wonderful life, and he just was so frustrated. Life was just so frustrating. And maybe you just feel like things aren't going your way. Listen, I want you to know something. If you'll give your life to Jesus, if you'll make, listen, maybe you've already given your life. You say, come on, preacher, I know Jesus, but my life's still a mess. My life's still in pieces today. I want you to know something. When you make him your focus, when you get your eyes off of you and get your eyes on him, Make him your source. Make him your focus of your life. When you'll get your eyes off of you and get your eyes on him, he can turn things around for you. But you've got to give some things away. You've got to give some things to him today. Amen. Because I want you to know it is a wonderful life in Jesus. I'm going to put that scripture up one more time. John 10, verse 10. The thief comes 
And he has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal. He wants to slaughter. He wants to destroy. Listen, there might be some things happening in this world. Somebody would say, well, I thought Jesus said there's going to be persecution. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be all this. Yeah, but Jesus didn't bring the persecution to you. Jesus didn't do it. He made a way for you to live differently. Well, there's all these bad things in the world. You know who's, who's behind it? There's somebody behind it. There's somebody that wants to spread hate. There's somebody that wants to spread division. There's somebody that wants to spread anger and all these things. And you know who it is? It's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. What did Jesus say? I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. That sounds like a wonderful life. It sounds like Jesus came to give us a wonderful life. But listen, there's an enemy who doesn't want you to live in all that God has for you. I mean, there's a devil who wants to destroy. He wants to steal. He wants to slaughter. He wants to destroy. That's what he wants to do to your life. But Jesus has come. Jesus has come. Put that next scripture up there. In fact, the word of God says, oh, that's not the right one, is it? Yeah, this is it. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil to destroy every work of the devil in your life, but you've got to submit your life to him. Sometimes we get our life a mess because we're not submitted to him. We want to do things our way. We want to do things the way we want. But listen, if you will give your heart to him, if you'll submit everything to him, he's made it so you can have a wonderful life. There might be a coronavirus, but listen, the word of God doesn't have a coronavirus clause in it. Victory is still yours today. You are still more than a conqueror no matter what's going on in this world. It doesn't matter the situation of the world if you get your eyes on him. Get your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Listen, the words of the angel again. Don't be afraid. I proclaim to you good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. You can have great joy in your heart today. Amen. You can have the great joy of Jesus in your heart because Jesus is great joy for you. Will you stand up with me? And I want to ask you to bow your heads for a moment. And maybe you're here today and you maybe, I don't know, maybe you came to see the, the children sing or something, but today you're here. And you say, I don't have great joy in my life because Jesus is not the Lord of my life. But today you can make it right. You can make your life right with God this very moment. But you have to submit yourself to him. He says that there's good news of great joy for all people. It's for you today. It's for every one of us here in this room, but you've got to receive it today. If you're here and you, you know your life isn't right with him, or maybe you're watching online and you know that your life isn't right, I want you right now, just lift your hand to Jesus and say this prayer with me, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins and make me a new person. I give my life to you, Jesus. Thank you for coming to this earth to die for me. Amen. Amen. Now for the rest of you, you're here this morning. And maybe there's not great joy in your heart. 
Maybe there's not. Maybe you've had some situations. You've had some things going on in your life. Maybe as a result of the things going on in the world. Maybe as a result of something else. Maybe something you've done. Whatever it might be, there's some. There's some. There's not great joy. There's something else. There's great fear. There's great anxiety. There's great pain. There's great grief. Listen, I want you to know something. You can have great joy today. Great joy is for you today. All you have to do is receive it. I want you right now, if you would, lift your hands with me. Maybe you have a, heal, you have a healing need in your body. You need God to touch your body. Listen, salvation, Jesus came to bring us salvation, and salvation is not just for your spirit. It's for all, every part of you. He came to make you right. He came to make you right with God. He came to make your, your heart right. He came to make everything right in your life. He wouldn't have said, I come to give you life and life more abundant if he didn't mean it. So Lord, right now, if you, if you need a healing touch, if you need a touch in your heart, you need peace in your heart, you need joy in your heart, you need a touch in your body, I want you to just raise your hand to the Lord today and receive it from him. Lord, we thank you today for what you've done for us. We thank you for sending Jesus for us to be our savior, to rescue us from destruction. Lord, to redeem our lives. We thank you, Lord, for healing today to manifest. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing. We speak peace today. I thank you that you're still the Prince of Peace. I thank you that you're still the King of Kings. I thank you that you're still seated on the throne and you've got the name that's above every name. And today we declare the name of Jesus over this place. We declare the name of Jesus over each person here today. And I speak the name of Jesus. I, with the name of Jesus is peace today. The name of Jesus is joy today. The name of Jesus is healing today. The name of Jesus is all you need because he came 2,000 years ago and set foot on this earth to make your life right. And so, Lord, we speak the name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Lord, I bless your people today. Somebody say amen. amen. We're going to sing one more song, and I want you to sing it like you, like you mean it. You know, sometimes we sing some of these songs, and we... Well, how can you, we're going to sing joy to the world. And sometimes your faces don't look like you got any joy. One of the, one of the words for joy in Hebrew, it means to lift up a shout. You can't, listen, you can't be full of joy and keep it in here bottled up. You got to let it out. So listen, if Jesus is your joy, if he's everything that you need, if he's your source, I want you to lift up your voice as we sing this. Because listen, maybe, maybe you need joy and you say, I don't have joy, but we, we just prayed and now you do. And as you begin to express your joy as a, as a sacrifice of praise, something's going to happen in your heart. God's going to break some things in your heart that have been keeping you from having joy. Amen.